Now, today I am speaking to a police officer to find out what it is like to be on the front line of Essex Police at the moment and also what it's like to be a female officer on the front line in Essex Police at the moment. Well, joining me, currently a sergeant in Essex Police, is Rosanna Walker. Rosanna, hello! Hello there, Dave. Really good to have you on. Thanks for coming. You're based mainly in Colchester, aren't you? Um, I'm currently in Clacton as a temporary sergeant, um, but I did most of my um, work that we'll be talking about today was in Colchester. Right. And I mean, the obvious question is, why did you want to become a police officer to start with? Um, I'd come from a background in care and had had to work with police quite closely um, with some of the people that we, we cared for. Um, and I just like the idea of this whole every day being different. You really have no idea what you're going to walk into. You, you say a background in care. Can you expand a little bit? In what way? Yes, I was a, a carer um, during my years at university and then I went on to become a support worker and particularly in dementia um, with younger people. Right, um, wow, that's, that's a, my... a brave thing to go into. Wow, what a background, eh? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I don't know. You just sort of take every day as it comes, and um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. You get a lot of job satisfaction from this whole industry, and, um, and that's good into policing. And, and I guess as you you uh, were working with young people before, this is why. I mean, you're going into you go into schools, don't you, a lot now? Yes, yeah, I have done so. All part of um, my knife crime initiative was was to go into schools and um, really talk to the children and the students, get to understand their points of view with it but also to educate them um, because there's a lot of uh, information going around on social media and everything that just isn't accurate around knife crime so it was just to, to get that shared. Is, how easy is it, I mean we'll, we'll come back to the other stuff in a moment, but how easy or difficult is it to get across to young people that it's actually not such a smart move to carry a knife around? I think it's it's really a two-way conversation. Um, I could do a sort of death by PowerPoint. I really tried not to do that because I really wanted to understand why, say, why why would you want to carry a knife? And I think really to, to be able to solve a problem, you have to understand it. Um, and these are the people who can best explain it to us. And what do they say? Um, it, again, it comes down to this misinformation that that everyone's carrying a knife, so we should too. And actually it's not the case and i do think you know for so many complex factors um what you know people were and it was just to really dispel those myths that, that you need to carry a knife because you just you just don't and unfortunately it's when those are misused and and people have a knife on them or whatever you know awful situations happen and and yeah i mean i've i've heard people say well if i didn't carry a knife i wouldn't be able to defend myself against all the others carrying knives. actually mate they're not they're not carrying knives you know yeah exactly uh, do you think you get the message through do you think it actually does work or are they because again i've i've uh, heard from people recently that young people particularly are actually too scared to report people that they know are carrying knives and that they know are carrying drugs and things. Yes, yeah, we always will say, you know, you don't have to tell us. And, and there is just a thing with, with school children anyway, you know, snitches get stitches and don't be grass, and that's just teenage life. But but with this, we, we really, you know, try and get that into them that the importance of this 
Um, and also you can always call Crime Stoppers and, and say you're Mickey Mouse, really. I mean, we just want to know <laughs> um, if this is happening so that we can get involved and, and um, take action. And, of course, there's the, there's the junior version of Crime Stoppers now, isn't there? Is it, is it Project Fearless, I think it's called, something like that? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and we'll do more about that on BBC Essex very soon. Uh, tell me some of the things that you have experienced personally as a police officer, because we get the impression as members of the public, it's blooming dangerous out there. What's the reality? Um, I I don't think it is. I think you, you do see, um, you you see that really, I mean, a lot of things now, I work in a domestic abuse team now, so it, things like this have, have been going on for a very long time. Whether or not it's a, any more dangerous, I really don't think it is. Um, but people talk more and, you know, people have cameras and things Things are just more, people are more so aware from social media and things. Um, I, I wouldn't think it's dangerous out there. I'm quite happy walking around Colchester as I always was. And um, yeah, that, that's it. So really. are, we're, we're being sort of scared a lot, are we? Because this proliferation of, of, of images, the proliferation of stories, social media, the media generally winds them up, papers, you know, and so on. So mm-hmm. are we being scared unnecessarily, do you think? From what you've seen, I mean, you can't generalise. It's, it's all very subjective. I mean, of some course. people we speak to are not scared whatsoever and they'll say it's safer than it ever has been. Others will say it's, it's less safe. And people go off their own personal experiences. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I just, I wouldn't say it's, it's, I think, you know, there's so many more tools that we have as police officers now um, to be able to solve crime and proactively prevent it from happening. Um, so that's what I've been trying to do. Um, to answer your question on... Uh, personal experience with knife crime yes and I, I worked in CID for a couple of years and and um, we did have some some fairly serious offences there um, but really you get fantastic results I think the courts are really protecting people from you know use of weapons and those sentences do get delivered and and tell, tell me about that situation um, in a supermarket car park was it yes yeah that was my first job on on CID or one of the very early ones and um, yeah, it was a very sad situation a gentleman had um, approached a lady in the car park and uh, and ha- held a knife to her and um, she was just doing her shopping um, and we you know it was very difficult so I think you really see trauma firsthand then and um, but working very closely with the victim and really working closely with the cps and with the council you just want to see that job from start to finish there's a lot of time and you know you own that investigation it's your baby and you, you have a duty to the public um i think to yourself as an officer to make sure that this doesn't happen again mm. to protect the victim and were you actively involved in the scene itself um or the aftermath of the scene i, I was sort of doing when when jobs like this come in it's a big team effort um, so you 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 know you only have certain time frames for things like forensics or CCTV um, witness inquiries. So you 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 all work together and then you own it afterwards. Is it anything like line of duty? <laughs> oh come on! Um, you knew I was going to ask that. Come on! We've all been talking about line of duty, I wish, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish we could get 
results back as quickly <laughs> at the click of a finger. Um, there are, for very good reasons, safeguards and things in place where we might not be able to get information straight away without proper justifications and all sorts. I'm sure in line of duty, it won't make glamorous TV, but there'll be a lot of back office hard work going right. on. So you, you, know. you don't get it sorted out by the next week then, by the next episode? Um, yeah, I, well, yeah, there's certain, it's all prioritised and I'm sure yeah. line of duty uh, things would be very high up, but I've never worked in that world. I'm talking to Acting Sergeant Rosanna Walker from Essex Police. Why? Well, because she's really interesting. Um, because, yeah, don't look like that. You are really interesting. I mean, how, may I be really um, rude and ask how old you are? Um, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. I'm 30 years old. You're 30 years old. Right. And and to be a sergeant by 30 is pretty good going, isn't it? Um, Possibly. I, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've just... You just keep going and <laughs> see where you end up. I've got to ask you, um, and this is not meant to be in any way sexist, but what is it like being a woman in what used to be a very, very male police force? Isn't so much now, but used to be. What's it like? Um, well, I joined thinking I'd have no idea what I was going. I'd watch Life of Mars, and I'd think, um, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> and uh, no, and I'm very happy to say yeah, it's nothing like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, even since I've been there, with having so many um, new, new sort of uh, equality and diversity discussions, um, I think I really don't. I think it's such a. a, a a job where we really do value difference mm. and we're naturally as police or we're trained to be very uh, inquisitive and to challenge things that's how we that's how we investigate and i think that that we have a culture of that um so if anyone does say anything a bit untoward right. um yeah you get challenged and and i i haven't i don't feel any different i'm treated any differently um in a negative way for being being a woman. I know there is a there is a big push uh, towards inclusivity and uh, diversity mm-hmm. and, and so on. I, I believe Andy Prophet is is doing a, a lot with that because he was he was tweeting earlier on today, senior police officer in Essex Police, and uh, he tre- uh, he tweeted one of his screens showing all the work that's being done at Essex Police at the moment for diversity and inclusion and so on. So it's been, it's really being taken very seriously now, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, I think it's just it's been recognised. And, um, I, you know, the last few years, there's just so much going on. I think it, we've got a lot to be proud for. Are, are there certain jobs that they say, well, this is better for a, a female police officer to do than a male police officer and vice versa? Um, it, it can. It's, we're a bit we're, we're, we're victim led. And if a victim of, say, a, a horrible um trauma or something that's involved a male as said, please can I speak to a female officer I think we would do our best to accommodate that um but if people are doing it to for any sort of negative there's no reason why we you know we need to be able to speak to both um both sexes yeah but it is and, victim yeah. that's important that because yeah. it's victim led because yeah. some people do feel more comfortable talking to a man some people feel more comfortable talking to a woman yeah. you know if there's been a, a serious sexual assault then a woman yeah. uh, and the woman was a victim she might feel more comfortable talking to a woman about it and, yeah. and vice versa so there is, that does happen does it definitely yeah and i i really think we're, we're here to get the best evidence out of people and we don't need to add to the trauma of any victims by you know forcing them to to be more uncomfortable than they need going back to knife crime once again and there i'm afraid there is a lot of it and a lot of it is gang related and a lot of the gang stuff is drug related because it's all mixed a lot of it's mixed up together isn't it 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult to say, and it is a bit case by case. Um, but yeah, there can, there can be a lot of crossover. Yeah, um, it, it. I mean, it's it's such a very very difficult thing to tackle, isn't it? It's massively complex. I think there's so many different factors, and I think we know that that you know just going in and arresting it alone isn't the isn't the isn't the best solution. There's um there's lots of engagement that we have to do in partnership work. Yeah, and I'm mean, going back to young people once again. Yes, you've got to go into the schools. You've got to talk to the young people and and try and get them involved in um yes. you know in the whole thing as well. But it's not just young people. You know, like knife crime is is really across the the age groups, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the work that I'd done, um, albeit small scale within uh, Colchester, did show that it was it it was slightly disproportionately male and younger population. But this right, was a couple okay. of years ago. This may have changed. Right. Um, yeah, and I think it's just about really understanding it. But we're we're just skimming the surface of that understanding. So I'm trying to do some more partnership work at the moment to better understand. A lot, um, and Rosanna, a lot of people listening to us at the moment will be shouting at their radios. Well, you know, I, I, what, what, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? What, what will they be shouting? They'll be shouting, why don't they just bang them up for longer? Why don't they, you know, why aren't the police tougher? Why aren't the laws stronger? Why aren't they? But you can only work within the parameters of the law, can't you? You can't, you course, can't have yeah. any effect on that. No, no, we, we put our package together to go to court and um, and what happens on that court day is very, there's very little more we can do. Um, but that being said, I think we, we, we all understand now the impacts of things like county lines and the youngsters that are recruited that way. Um, there's a lot more to it than, than, you know, nasty people or anything like that. There's often other reasons they've got into it and and made some poor decisions and and some of these kids are sort of somebody was telling me recently that uh, they're between eight eight ten ten years old some of them i mean they're very very young some of these kids aren't they yes yeah if you were the chief constable of essex this is this is the real killer question this is uh, the, <laughs> don't look at me like that if if you were the chief constable of essex what is the first thing you'd like to do and there's no no criticism of the chief constable what is the first thing you'd like to do as the chief constable of essex is there something that you a little bee that you've got in your bonnet and you think do you know what i'd love to do that ah i'm sorry Dan. i'm gonna to have to give you a really boring answer i i honestly can't think of things because i tend to pipe up and say them anyway so, so good for you yeah so if i have had issues before i've raised it and um, we've discussed it so i don't think there's any um you know anything that i could i could say that you know this is what we need to change right now there are 27 percent of officers in essex police are female 27 percent but there are an increasing number of female police officers at the top of the tree, aren't they, these days? Yes, yeah, our co uh, command team is pretty levelled out, really, um, and there's a lot of work being done into ensuring that's filtered down and that we, we, we you know, we need to represent the communities that we serve, um, and there's a lot of work going into that. And what, what, what do you want to achieve in five years? I mean, you know, what, what's your... Do you have a dream? Um, to keep doing what I'm doing, I think you, you learn a lot and it's such a varied job. I really recommend it to anybody who, who likes the idea of just walking in and having no idea what you're going to walk into. Um, because you could, you can go, you know, there's dogs, firearms, there's all the whole detective world, there's 
even broader things beyond policing. It, it is a fantastic career. Yeah. Um, and I quite like not knowing where I'll be in five years. Do you ever get scared? Um, yeah, truthfully, I do. There's, there's times when I'm, I'm not a natural fighter. Um, I, I will always do it and I will always protect my colleagues and um, members of the public. But, uh, you know, there's times when you when you do have to get hands on. Um, I'll try and use as much verbal communication as I can. But when you are getting hands on, you just don't know what's going to happen. And you just have to do your best um, with your adrenaline pumping. And those those times can be quite scary. Rosanna, what a pleasure. What a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much indeed. And I wish you well in the rest of your career, which will be long and very successful, I've no doubt. Uh, Rosanna Walker there, uh, currently a sergeant in, uh, in Clacton uh, from Essex Police.